Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What uh, what do you do? Uh, what do you know now that uh, you never thought that you'd have to know? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hello. Hola. Hey, uh, back in the early 80s, uh, uh, me and a couple buddies, we snuck in between some houses, got on air mattresses, and uh, with a cooler full of beer and snuck into the pits at Seafair Sunday. <laughs> and uh, Officer Friendly snuck up around behind us with the photographer and uh, made us dump out all our beers, and the photographer took a picture of uh, his back in the front of us sitting on the air mattresses while he's yelling at us writing us a ticket, and uh, we were on the front page of the Seattle Times next morning. So what do you know now? So buy what do you know now? Buy yeah. a ticket if you want to go what to see Yeah, Yeah, don't, don't sneak into the pits with a cooler full of beer <laughs> when you're a youngster. <laughs> that sounds like you might have been famous for a minute. I was, but we had to hide it from the folks. Yeah, how was that? Because back at that time, the newspaper's everything, period. I mean... Did, were you nervous that the phone was going to ring and it's like your, your dad's buddy down the road, like, hey, did you see your son on the front page of the paper? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad was a soccer coach. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of people he knew. So. Okay. Yeah. So they did find hmm. out. No, they did not find out. But, uh, you know, we, we hit all the papers. Damn. Okay. Huh? Jesus. <laughs> That's one way to end up in the news, man. Yeah. You feel like they look for that person each year. No. Like, hey, get a picture no. of these kids, right? No. Because if the photographer's there, the cop's like, look, it's not going to be hard to find someone who should not be here who's underage drinking. That's not the challenge. But it still needs to look decent for the paper. So we could do those ugly kids over there, but that's not the same. Get, ah, go for these kids. I Look, I will say this. Like, the, the Preakness is coming up. It's in Baltimore. Yeah. Second leg of the Triple Crown. But to this day, I remember an article in the Washington Post that just started with, like, a quote. It said, dragon, dot, dot, dot. Hey, Dragon, are you alive? And they it was a picture of like a dude passed out in the middle oh, of the God. infield. But we thought that article was so awesome. So like I kind of get where the paper was like, yeah, use the picture of these idiots yeah, getting busted. Yeah, exactly. What do you know now that you never thought that you'd have to know? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the men's room. I can reach inside of a cow and turn the calf around so that it comes out head first instead of ass first. How boy. old were you when you learned this particular skill? About 25 years old. And is, that elbow this... d- is that elbow deep? No, that's armpit deep. Now, were oh, you... No way. Sorry. Were you, like, working... Oh, yeah. 
Were you working at a farm, or was it like, hey, Jim, come here, we need your help? We have cows. Okay. How bad is that? How bad? How bad does that smell? I mean, oh, I'm just walking down. I'm just walking down the street and seeing a cow sticking out backwards. No. Yeah, but it doesn't I, stink at all. It does not. No, I mean, but you just don't. You want to make sure she doesn't let go when you're armed as your arm. So when you when you're when you're when you're turning the 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 calf is I mean the calf will come out on its own when it's ready. Correct. You're not excellent. You're not actually taking the calf out, no, right? They, 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 if they try to come out backwards, their butt will get stuck on the pelvis of the mama. Okay. And they might not come out. They'll die. That's how they got born in the first place. Right. So do you have to yeah, wait to see? So if a cow's giving birth, right, do I have to wait okay. to see, like, okay, there's Legs like, first and realize that there's a problem? Now i got to reach up in there and handle this, right? Right. If you see the, if the feet are pointing backwards at you, you see the back of their hooves, mm-hmm. and now it's the wrong way. So what do you do? Do you, get do you literally just you, you push just it back up in there and, and turn then it? like try to turn? Do you turn it with your hand, or do you have enough wiggle room with like your elbow you can kind of move that thing around? No, you got to get in there and push and turn that so that the head will come, or you try to pull it out backwards real quick so that it doesn't drown itself when hmm. it takes its first breath. Are these uh, milk cows month. or meat cows? Well, they're meat cows if you don't get the calf out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that explains it. Ah, farm humor. You know what, Jim? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. That is not on my bucket list. Like, there's many well, things. It could be. Hey, Jim, I got a question for you. There was an article the other day about a guy who was uh, there was a bad thunderstorm that was going through on the uh, eastern part of the United States. He's on his porch. He sees the cow out in the field. The cow gets hit by lightning, falls over. All right. Mm-hmm. On its side, can you still eat the cow? Sure, as long as it hasn't bloated yet, and hell, part of it might be already cooked, medium rare. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, is it is it technically considered hot at that point in time? Right. Do you risk it? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be bad because it just died. All right, it okay. Got hot from the, you know, might have got hot from the lightning, but you know, kind of like a deer getting hit on the side of the road. People from in the south eat possum that get run over so yeah okay i was just curious I, that well was, that wouldn't eat possum well, if you thing, raised it on a farm that was the first thing i thought like man if that's one of my cows that i'm going to you know, yeah. use for meat if it gets hits by light can i eat the damn thing can i go out there right now and just start dressing it i would think so i think it took a direct hit probably not but if it was just standing like on the tree roots i was standing in the field with other cows and basically he saw it get hit and it just fall it fell over yeah so I mean, you can tell the D-O- difference doa you can tell the difference just even like beef sticks if it's from like, like you somebody mean like that adrenaline spike kind of thing. No, 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 I just mean like if you know somebody that owns cattle. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to explain it, but like my buddy's wife, her parents own cattle. And like you go down and they're like, "This is the best beef stick I've ever had." It's like, yeah, it was one of their old cows, so we turned mm-hmm. it into beef sticks. <laughs> but you could taste the difference. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, as opposed to going to the grocery store and buying. Oh, absolutely. Because like, yeah, because this is made of beef. You go to Eastern Washington and get a steak. You're like, this is a great steak because it's like from next door. It's it's a, it's an amazing difference. You can't believe it. What uh, what do you do? Uh, what do you know now that you, you never thought that you'd have to know? Two zero six four two one rock. Hello, Tyson. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Yeah, I um I went to Wazoo and it was a requirement to take a geology one hundred and one when I was a freshman, and it was it was I hated the class. They called it rocks for jocks. And, uh, of course, I was failing it as a 
junk party teen and and had to drop the class and lo and behold now my career that i've been in for about 20 years is to teach people how to use diamonds to cut concrete <laughs> so that class came in handy <laughs> well, eventually it did i ended up having to retake it eventually to graduate college and and uh, now I now I know more about geology than than most people even could imagine. But that's fair. I'm not a geologist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know re- as much? As, well, basically, after a geologist, you probably know the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would make sense. Right? Do you do you remember the three different kinds of rocks? Because I didn't. I had to Google it. Hold on. Igneous. Is that's that one. Of- uh, sedentary. That's two. Hold on. Igneous, sedentary. And the kind that comes from a volcano? Uh, oh, God damn it. Hang on. Do not tell me. If you tell oh, me, I'll kill Porphyritic. Uh, what was it? Porphyritic? Metamorphic. 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 Damn Metamorphic. it. Yeah. I got two out of three. That's not bad. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Oh. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Roy Castle from his basement dungeon studio bar. He's back home, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening, right? Back home where I belong. I got to tell you, though, guys, I really miss you. You kind of like to come in and, uh, and hang with us, didn't you, for those few days? Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, so uh, in your honor and in honor of the last few days uh, on the men's room, uh, I've been drinking all afternoon. <laughs> there, you yeah. there you go. Nice. It's kind of role, role reversal. We're here. He's at home. Yeah, yeah <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. it. That's it. Because usually, you know, I uh, I keep things on the up and up when I'm working here at home. But no doubt about it. No spend, doubt. You spend three days working with the men's room and, you know, any chance of being on the wagon is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm embracing it right now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about so people t- who rip yeah, we're people talk off. About rip-offs. Yeah. What have you ever bought that yes. was uh, that somebody ripped off? Did you ever buy like a fake anything before Ryan? Like a fake Rolex? Um, no. Ted's got a fake jersey you right know, now. I'm not, a, I'm not that <laughs> fancy, Miles. Okay. All right. I did I trade. Uh, we don't. It rip- wasn't a rip-off, but clearly the guy stole it. But I'm about mm-hmm. to climb into the uh, the car. I think it was last week after work. Yeah. And I'm smoking a cigarette, and this dude comes rolling up, smells like urine, and he has an unopened package of two, like, small pliers. Oh, yeah. And he goes, I'll trade you a cigarette for the mm-hmm. pliers. Well, my wife does all the uh, reupholstery and stuff. I knew she could use them, so I gave him six uh, cigarettes, and yeah. I got her some pliers. Oh, nice. Boy, was she well, impressed. Sounds like a great deal. Oh, yeah, it really Radio was. is one of those industries where, you know, people, ideas, you know, somebody comes up with a good idea, and they'll be, you'll find out that that idea is somewhere else. I know that uh, sure. we were one of the first to launch a beer with a radio show. In the United True. States of America, not that it hadn't been done before, but I don't think no, but a beer that sticks around the level of, of, yeah. of success yeah. that we you had. guys you guys definitely had, uh, as far as I know, the first successful beer. And then there's right, it the, wasn't yeah. it wasn't just a kitschy thing; it was like actually a thing. And then you start looking at the trades, and all these other radio stations go, "Hey, we should do a beer too." Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like probably right now there are, and I'm not making this up. There's probably 25 to 50 beers out there. Oh, I was going to say a hundred. Where radio stations have partnered with uh, local breweries, give some money back to charity. So, just so you know, it's all a good thing. You guys are responsible for that, right? All we did was provide the beer, but you guys liked it. But, but what's funny about that is maybe a year after we launched the beer, when we realized it's going to stick around, our old boss, Hair Club, was like, "You would not believe the number of phone calls I get every day. Seriously, from program directors around the country, unaffiliated with the company." 
wanted to know what the quote unquote secret was. And he said, dude, I still get them. I still get them on the regular. It's been 11 years. The secret is I had a conversation with a guy two weeks ago. He's like, you guys have a beer. That is awesome. How does that work? They just Ryan, they just launched one in Portland. So if you're down there, yeah, like, isn't that remarkable? Weird. Yeah, that's but, uh, but that's, that's so fine. weird. I'd like to talk to the person in charge down there <laughs> and see too. what's up with that. <laughs> to say, hey, we get a little kickback <laughs> down here to the Fisher House, you know. But uh, anyway, these are not people who agreed to let people sample right. their stuff, unlike us. Uh, these yeah, are people who know, actually went and just ripped something off and tried to make money on their own off of other people's art. Yeah, and I think there's there's a, a ver- variation here. You've got some people who maybe their song was similar enough. But they made the argument that they didn't intentionally rip it off. And then you have people that just straight up ripped people off and did not give them any credit and then tried to fight it and ultimately ended up losing. Okay. So these are 10 artists who are guilty of plagiarism on Sydney Spin. 10, number 10. So this is uh, Oasis, Shaker Maker. Does that song sound familiar to any of you? Anybody uh, can pick out the song that Oasis ripped off? What's that, Miles? I just want to listen to it for a second here. See if I can figure it out. I'm not sure. I get sounds familiar. I just don't know who it is. Yeah, it's the melody there. Um, uh, they had to pay an undisclosed amount to the band The New Seekers for similarities to their song "I'd Like Like to Teach the World to Sing," like which you may know from a Coca-Cola commercial. You know what's wild is this was in a Coke commercial in 1971. I wasn't even born in 1971, but I remember this from Coca-Cola. It was huge. It sounds like how so they must have used it for a very long time. It sounds like the first band that Spinal Tap was in before they really right. went metal, doesn't it? Yeah, like right. Thamesmen or whatever. They were. Uh, you mean the Thamesmen? The Thamesmen. Yeah, Thamesmen. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Before they were the originals, followed by the new originals. originals. Speaking of ripping off things. Yes. These are ten artists. <laughs> ten artists guilty of plagiarism on Sit and Spin. Nine, number I can't believe anyone would hear whatever the original of this was that says, ooh, let's recreate that pile what of What was the original crap. of my humps? You know, I'm not familiar with this song, but uh, I imagine it's going to sound a lot like this. It was uh, DJ Lynn Tolliver's song, I Need a Freak. I need a freak with long, long hair. Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so simple. Who hears this and goes, I'm going to rip that off. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe they're like, ooh, that's the song. Sometimes I wonder, too, like, do people rip stuff off without even thinking about it? I think a lot of people do. And that's what Castle was saying. Sometimes it's unintentional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many notes, right? How how much money did you say that he got? DJ. uh, $1.2 million. Wow. Which was probably a fraction of what the Black Eyed Peas made off of that oh, song. Oh, sure. And this is also his project, Sexual Harassment, by the way. Like, that's just the DJ. This is his group, Sexual Harassment. Ah, oh, thank you, Mike. You know Mike's okay. got his finger Not on to the be pulse. confused with Sexual Chocolate. That <laughs> <laughs> boy can sing. Sex These are 10 artists who are guilty of plagiarism on Sex and Spin. He's good. Eight. He's good. That boy's good. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Again, we gotta know. That's why this song was so popular. Because you kind of already knew it. 
I think Bruno Mars yeah, does you know, that a lot. I don't know that this song was ever a hit, but you know the band was certainly popular during their day. It's from the Gap Band uh, and their song "Oops Upside Your Head." Yeah. Upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. I don't know how many dollars that uh, the Gap Band got for this, but they were given seventeen percent of the royalties Ooh. from a Bruno Mars song, which I have to imagine a is a lot of money. I think percentage of the current band's royalties is bigger than a lump sum payout. Yeah. I think this is where you don't grab the lottery just to pay you out. This is where you take the payout. Right. Yeah, the they double take the percent. Right. Exactly. It's it's also, it's the basis it sounds like for every Go-Go song you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. These are 10 artists who are guilty of plagiarism on Sit and Spin. Seven, number seven. <laughs> this is what me, Castle, and Miles sound like after we've been drinking on it. Yes, but we're not except louder, speaking. a lot louder, <laughs> much louder. But it sounds the same. Yeah, three three dudes speaking a nondescript language uh, with no inside voice. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? That's a uh, that's Bad Bunny. Uh, what's the song? Ted Safara. I yeah, I don't know too much about Bad Bunny. I know he's massive. He is massive, massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this one a little more current uh, from uh, Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is coincidentally also what Miles Thrill and I sound like at 2 o'clock. <laughs> well, we're getting our freak on. So, Missy, who I'm sure was having a hard time making ends meet in the first place, gets 25% of that song. Dang. Ooh. From Bad Bunny, bro, that's a good hookup. Well, and she already made a bunch of money off that song. Yeah. Now she's making even, it's got a second life. It's the best thing that could have happened. And I think for Missy Elliott, it hurts more because, like, she was a producer first. Correct. Right. Yeah. These well, are, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these cats, you know, they may not like getting ripped off, but if they're getting paid in the end, I mean, a lot of these people, this is the most money they ever made on, on that song. Like it's way more than they ever made when the song was original. Missy Elliott being the exception so far. Right. <laughs> 10 artists who are guilty of plagiarism on Sit and Spin. Sit's number six. Let me guess. He ripped off the drunk busker in the New York City subway system. <laughs> Some dude in an airport. <laughs> right. Like in Hari Hari. <laughs> uh, do you guys know the song He's So Fine by the Chiffons? Yeah. That's a little faster, isn't it? He's a guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, man. I like their version better. So he had to pay a lump sum of $587,000. And you might say, well, that's not a lot for George Harrison. He also had to give up 40% of the publishing on that song. Oh. So they're still making money on that song. That was a, that was a big hit for him, too. As a solo artist. Yes, it was. Yeah. That was yeah. his biggest hit, wasn't it? Solo. Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. I got my mind set on you with the Traveling Wilburys. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's what the Traveling Wilburys. Right. Let's yeah, play Guitar Gently Weeps. Was that George Harrison's solo or was it that was. Beatles? Yes, that oh, was damn. Harrison. Okay. Oh, no, it was, that was that a big you one. Might, that, you might be right. That might be Beatles. He well. stole that from uh, My Bass Loudly Moans. Most people don't know that. <laughs> More like, if it's your bass, it's groaning. Right. Oh. Ten artists oh. guilty of plagiarism on Sid and Spin. Five, number five. Good magic, good Again, just based on what I'm hearing, it's not worth losing a lawsuit to come up with this. Oh, 
Also, white dudes from the English countryside don't get the blues like this. How would you know so you which could, song you ripped off when basically every kind of fake blues song is the it's a blues exact song. same riff, right? Well, you know, there was a time I, when this song everybody like played everybody else's stuff. Sure. And that's, you know, that that is a rock thing that goes back as far as the genre itself and blues. Everybody always played everybody else's stuff. And you're right. This is like a pretty basic blues progression. It's exactly But right. uh, they had to pay uh, Willie Dixon for ripping this off. Uh, who wrote uh, the song Bring It On Home, which was done by Sonny Boy Williamson. So it's, well, damn, it's the same song. It's, 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 it's the basically song. a cover, and they didn't give the guy any know, credit. But they sampled him at the beginning of the song. But they didn't give him credit. They didn't credit. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Just straight yeah, up. Right, so, so there's ripping off a piece of a song or catching the medley from a song. But I mean, you're straight up doing covers or <laughs> you're not giving anybody any credit. You're like, this is the new Led Zeppelin song. Like, are you sure? <laughs> well, new for Zeppelin. <laughs> Ten are as guilty of plagiarism. I'll sit and spin. Four, number four. I mean, you could have done the whole list with Led Zeppelin. They had a lot of this. <laughs> A lot of love, arguably one of uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, most popular and famous songs of all time. Once again, uh, going to Willie Dixon for an undisclosed amount. They were a big fan. Uh, you need love by Muddy Waters. Just to add one more thing to this, I was reading about the band Kiss recently, and they were going through a bunch of their older songs. They have a song called Making Love. Joe Dredd, you know this well. And they openly said, yeah, basically we ripped off the Zeppelin song that ripped off this song. And then when I went and listened to it, it's pretty much the same. They just sped it up. As opposed to... Right. It's all the same. So Willie Dixon, he should go after Kiss, too. So Kiss... Get that get that money. Led Zeppelin. We didn't have to pay again. Willie Dixon. Yeah. Ten artists guilty of plagiarism. We made it to number three. Probably the most famous one. Yeah, this was uh, this was a big one, and I think we all probably saw the interviews back in the day of Vanilla Ice talking about how no, it's not from the Queen song. This is different. Wait, what? And everybody's like, he he would be like, no, see, Queen goes dun did a dun did a dun dun, and mine goes dun did a dun 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 dun. I mean, it's a famous, yeah. Like he's like one eighth note different, where he's like, well, who do you think you're kidding? Even not the judge, right? And I can't believe Queen wasn't like, oh, we didn't think about that. It was an undisclosed amount of money. Again, you know, Queen not hard up for cash, but, you know, this song was huge. So they probably made a ton of money. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Like, Vanilla Ice is such a joke to people now, but, like, I think he's I think he's a little bit more credible than he was originally. Nah, yeah. So massive song was massive. Well, the, the song thing, was massive. Everyone knew he ripped off Queen. Everyone heard him denying it, but it had no impact on sales. Like, people are like, "Cool, whatever, man." Well, the other thing too. No, is I like, think you know the controversy probably helped because it kept it in the news. Right, and that again, that wasn't even the single. A DJ just flipped over the single they really? had sent out <laughs> and played "Ice Ice Baby" and people in Houston. People were like, "We actually like this one." <laughs> right. Good for him there. Yeah, I, I, just honestly, rolling I, in their five point with the to rag God. top down I, so their hair can blow. I think he's got. I think he's got more credibility now. Guilty survived. Yeah, yeah. Like Billy Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus. He had one hit. It was basically the same time. But I think he's got more credibility now because at least he had Miley. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> there was some talent in there somewhere. And he collabs with Little Nas X. These are 10 hours who are getting a plagiarism on Sid Spare. Two, number two. If everybody had an ocean huh. across the USA. Maybe 360 million oceans. Then everybody be served. Everybody would serve. Like California. So uh, Surfing USA from the Beach Boys uh, was ripped off, but in a less uh, pedo sort of way from Chuck Berry's Sweet Little Sixteen. They're really rocking in Boston. And Damn, Pittsburgh, man. PA, Put a thought in your face, baby. <laughs> One of the greatest videos of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, girl. Oh, <laughs> it smells like R. Kelly sheets in here. Oh. <laughs> Come here, baby. <laughs> Man, don't let Chuck scare you. I know both these songs. It never dawned on me that they're exact same song. There's a song minus lyrics. There's a song from Incubus, and there's a song from The Cranberries. And I told Miles about two weeks ago. I never really paid attention, but I'm listening to the bass line. I'm like, it's the same song. They fill in everything other than the bass different, but it is the exact same song. Ten bass sounds like oh. Uh. These are ten hours, Gilly and plagiarism. We made it to number one. This is uh, definitely the most uh, recent one. Uh, this happened in the last 10 years. This is Robin Thicke and Pharrell. Oh, that's uh, The song right. is Blurred Lines, which is also kind of creepy, much like Sweet Little 16. Mm-hmm. Blurred Lines did not work out well for them in the end. No, it really did not. They did not get the vin- vanilla the video ice with cream. Emily... Uh... Yeah, yep. like his his marriage ends like <laughs> shortly after this. He goes crazy, and then right, Pharrell's like, "I wish I kind of hadn't done that song," and they had to pay somebody a bunch of money. And yeah, Pharrell, so uh, Marvin, Marvin Gaye's estate got that money, and it was. Are you ready for this? Five million dollars. Wow. Yeah, because I remember the first time I heard Blurred Lines, somebody's like, "Isn't this song great?" I'm like, "It's just a like remake." Yeah. I mean, it's good because they remade a good song. Sure. It's not going to be as good as Rock Marvin Gaye. It ain't going to be this cool. But I appreciate the nudity in the video, but other than that, I... Because of Emily Radzikowski. She was so hot, I learned how to say her last name. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody heard (laughs) her. And that took a lot of effort. Yeah, bro. Because when you see it spelled, you're like... The guy from the Bucks, Giannis. I have got to figure this out. I'll never never remember his last name. If he looks like her, (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Somehow. Thank you, Rockcastle. We appreciate it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What uh, what hit you? Where did it hit you? And how bad did it hurt? 206-421-ROCK. <laughs> Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. All right. How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. Positive Friday. Yeah. All right. My All back right. still hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I called you guys like probably four or five years ago over the same topic. And ironically, you guys were talking about the bi- bananas and bumblebee thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh hang Jesus. on. Hang on. Hang on. Fire. How? Here are the seven words you can't say on the radio. He stops Sucker. at the seat. Mother- I know. And... Please keep those words in mind when calling. Ah, now back to the program. All right there, Jesse. So you were saying. All right, reset. Okay, so um, I called and told you guys about how my brother baseball pitched a full banana at my face when I was probably eight years old. So reset the doctor, and it turns out that he had broken my nose in like three different places with the banana. And it healed all kinds of messed up like terrible like my face is pretty messed up now like how messed up like do kids stare at you if you're at the restaurant messed up yeah oh, <laughs> oh no man. really it's that is bad it, is yeah. it something that's internal or is bad. it does it need uh, reconstructive surgery oh well it, it caused like the deviated septum and um like my nose is crooked so i haven't done anything about it yet because i can breathe do you tell people the truth and say look this happened because of a banana or do you come up with a much better story <laughs> Usually I tell him I, like, fell. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't right. too much. Well, look, let me ask you. Do, can you breathe out of both nostrils? Uh, sometimes. Okay, that's a problem. Do I, have, you been oh, told, no. have you been told that you, well, it, it's the same thing. with it, uh, it deals with your sleeping patterns and if you can sleep. Right. So do you snore when you sleep? <laughs> oh, big time, dude. Terrible. That's because your body, you can't breathe out of your nose. Right. I'm telling you oh, it's yeah. worth going and talking to a doctor. I had a deviated septum. I could not breathe out of one of my nostrils. At least I can breathe oh, wow. out of both now. Mm. And as far as the, uh, you know, snoring goes, I sleep alone, so I don't care. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, that means not, you don't. It's not nearly as bad as it was. I'm sure I'm still snoring, oh, but yeah. it's, it's not that bad. Okay, for sure. But I'm, I'm telling you. No, he's right, dude. It's, seriously. It's, I, they just put a splint in there. They keep it up there for two or three days. And then... You go in and they pull this giant thing out of your nose and you're like, I cannot believe that was in oh there. Oh my god. It's crazy. But Oh, I think I've seen videos of that. Yeah, it's it's just don't tell them it was a banana. Seriously. It's I mean worth, you gotta come up with something yeah, better. Worth checking into. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Anything other than a banana. Even an apple sounds better than a banana. Mm-hmm. Took a banana to the nose. Oh man, I meant to ask him, like, has he ever been anywhere where kids don't stare at him? Because he said, you know, kids will stare at me. So uh, kids can't get past it. I thought, this is horrible. So I'm not going to share the entire story. But uh, years ago, I guess my son was maybe three years old. And we're at the grocery store. 
and it was the first time he saw a dwarf. And okay. it was it just made for an amazing time at that moment. <laughs> as far was, as your son? Uh, oh yeah. I mean he couldn't he couldn't wrap his head around <laughs> what he was seeing, but it's one of those things where I'm holding his hand, and you're, you're trying to pull him away, but their weight is increasing because they don't even yeah. realize they're staring, man. He's, he's just staring at this poor dude. He's just trying to grab his produce and put it in his basket. I know he knows my son is staring, but he's not trying to make it any worse. Sure. If you know what I mean. And I just, and even when I'm pulling my kid around the corner, he's still doing nothing. He's still stretching his head around. He just wants <laughs> to see. He, just, he couldn't, he didn't understand. And he's like, what, what, was that a kid? I go, no, man, no. that wasn't a kid. It, it was a difficult explanation. Yeah. Just a weird moment. Mm-hmm. But it's made me think, right? But if you're a dwarf, are you bitter about it? Have you gotten used to it? But like little got, kids I, I think you've are got, going you've, you've heard to it stare. All. You've right? heard it all. I'm sure you have. You've heard it all. If well, adults like stare, kids. you tell them to go F themselves, right? But I mean, like kids are going to stare. You know they're, they're just not making sense of what they're seeing. Like you look like an adult, but you look like a child. Kids are just and honest to a fault. They like, are. Especially like, you know, I've heard the story in the grocery store. Like, Mommy, why is that lady so fat? Right. Yeah. right. Just like, oh, yeah. Things like that that have been said, you know, to people that I know, other people I've heard say that, heard their kids have said that. Just... Your friend yeah. is ugly. Yeah, like, right. geez, exactly. Man. Exactly. I mean, look, I remember going to a day camp as a kid. We went to a park. Okay. Now, look, I'm the bad, or the I'm the kid that said something. Well, you're a bad kid. But, yeah, there was a kid that, ha- I don't know what the disease says. You can do it. Come on, Ted, you got this. You can do it. Let's go, it's just like the, outback, it's like the Outback waitress. You can do it. All right. No, I don't know what the kid Sorry. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> you so he, he... Well, now I feel awful. He would be like... No, you already, we already told a story about a dog dying. All right, okay. I was a child, and the kid had a hunchback. Oh, yeah. man. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Why well, I'm scolding So It's a bitch. No. Uh, no, but I mean, like... A bad one. <laughs> All right. So what did you have? <laughs> So then I told everybody, I was like, look at him. But I remember getting, look at him. And I remember the counselor like, coming into the class afterwards. It was like, listen, some people look different. You don't have to point it out. Oh, Jesus. I laugh sometimes when I'm nervous. I feel bad about that story right now. Oh, I should have never started that. <laughs> it's okay, man. You're a kid. <laughs> it's like, look at that was the whole point. Right. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm it was bad. It was bad. It and was I was bad. at it. I mean, I must have been kindergarten or first grade, but I mean, I can visually go back and then I remember the counselor being so nice, just like we don't have to point at everything that looks different. <laughs> Were you all loud about it? Oh yeah, because it was like. <laughs> Right. Look you know, at him. Well, and this park had all those big orange tube slides. Yeah. So you can imagine four kids sitting on top, like talking, the sound just echoing down the bottom of the slide. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now. Here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. The head chef is in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. You guys have any uh, cooking rules you live by that you refuse to break? Uh, 
I think I'm very much a get my pan hot first guy. Keep Not everyone knife. does right. that. Keep, right. your, keep your knife sharp. Short, short, yeah, yeah, stuff like Couple that. Couple little things. Uh, so these are a list of rules, quote unquote rules that people always ignore, and frankly, some of them aren't that crazy to me. <laughs> All right, okay. and you'll probably agree with them a lot. Uh, number ten on the list, they say, don't mix seafood and cheese. I mean, it's it d- up to you. It depends. But traditionally, I do not think it's a very good combination. But if you're one of those odd people that likes it, do your thing. But yeah, tr- traditionally, I don't. Mm-hmm. There's like a tuna melt, but that never really seems to fall under seafood. But otherwise, like, do you eat shrimp with cheese? It, it, it depends on the, it, well, it depends on what your definition of cheese is. So a lot of people- Parmesan, yes. Yeah. If you, if you do a traditional crab dip, a lot of times that base will be Philadelphia cream cheese. Sure, sure. So as far that, that's what they say. Like there's crab dips. Uh, I mean, even the McDonald's fillet fish sandwich with a piece of cheese on it is it is what it is. But I think still maybe iconic. we just I think we just have this rule because cheese isn't often or offered with seafood enough. Yeah, traditionally mm-hmm. is not. Man, yeah. I'm thinking about it. If you're kind of eating them separate, like if I had seafood and like cheese sitting on my plate, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, so I mean, like crab dips, just the first one that comes to my mind. Cheddar mm-hmm. Bay biscuits. Mm-hmm. I'm sure right? almost everybody loves a. Crab wonton or uh, uh, rangoon. Ooh, rangoon. You know those, uh, oh man, it's really hard to find. But uh, we talk about salads all the time. Shrimp salad is fantastic. Yes, it is. Shrimp That's salad mixed sandwich with mayonnaise. is fantastic, and it often has a piece of cheese if you get it. Like you know, say if you get a sandwich, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get a shop in Glen Burnie where they sell the huh, yeah, shrimp right. salad sandwiches, lettuce, tomato, cheese, shrimp. We always just made it at home. If you got steamed shrimp, you'd always put a couple always. to the side and then yep. chop it up and make it at home. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ooh, lobster mac and cheese, lobster ravioli, be able to, shrimp and yeah, cheesy a, grits. That's right. Especially now, like, uh, one of the ones I never saw was seafood and pork. And then I started eating a lot more, like, dumplings. And they right. mix seafood yeah. and pork all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little, little shrimp, a little pork, mix them together. Which is also weird as I talk out loud because when I was growing up in Maryland, if we got crabs, we always had a rack of ribs on the side. You know, it's a good point, yeah. man. Well, those yeah. places were handy. Don't hand. mix these together. But Any, we're going to do it every time well, we get together. We would get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Anything yeah. where you can do coleslaw or any of sure. those things, or like summer outdoor foods, seems to mix. Yeah, I think the main thing is like you just don't put cheese on like fish on and it. chips. But right. there's no, no place to put the cheese. And it's not like you order grouper and get like a slice of American cheese put on top. Correct. Correct. Uh, these are uh, rules that people ignore. Uh, uh, sifting flour. I'm never really. I think if you're a baker, that makes a lot more sense. And then bakers are so precise if you know how to bake. And that's typically why I think people who bake are better cooks than not. But people who can cook and can't bake, yeah, there's, I don't some, sift flour. There, there's some weird Even thing there. Even when it says sift flour, like, I'm like, no, how much flour does it need? If it needs a quarter cup, here's a quarter cup. Did you sift it? Right. Sure. I use yeah, I don't know. I never bake. Like, I always just cook stuff. If I had flour, it's just a thicket something. Up. I only did yep. it at restaurants when I was cooking. But after that, because, you know, everyone's staring at you, you need to sift it. But even then, I'm sure there's a benefit to it. But in all my years of cooking, that I was like, I, I don't care. You're I've not. been dusting my chicken wings, though, in some flour. What a difference maker that is. You dredging them? Uh, dredging after, them? after I, see, I, I season them first when they're, when they're just by themselves. All and right. after I season them, I put them in flour, which is salt and pepper. All right. It's making the difference. I'm telling you, Ted. You don't even really taste the the breading. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking cornstarch eventually. Uh, using a particular color of onion. Uh, some use whatever they just have on hand. Uh, I do basically go with the onion colors only because the tastes are so different. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a yellow onion versus a red onion versus I think a red green onion, onion. To me, red onion sticks out. But for a lot of recipes, like I, to me, if it's a yellow, white, or a shallot, like I don't think I could tell a ton. Yellow Would or you, white, I don't care because you're right. Typically, you're cooking that down. Red onion seems like they really get cooked. Red red is the raw onion, even though a shallot is almost like a mini red sure. onion. But if you still cook a shallot, it Correct. seems more than not. So you can't do it. I'm with you. If you get raw onions, it almost always is a red onion. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always on a burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say measuring dried spices. It could be a nice guide, but spice level is subjective. I am, yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, I never measure. I don't measures. take out the, the little teaspoon things. No, I, I don't measure spice. I'd go for it. Well, in some recipes you might really like, but like, like I, I still struggle a little bit with allspice. So if I have a recipe that calls for, I'll use for it, less. I'll, right, that's what I'm gonna say. Like I'm gonna use less of that because I, I'm just like to me it just overpowers everything. Yeah, yeah I'm not a fan. I understand sometimes why it needs to be in a recipe, but I want as little as possible. <laughs> uh, fresh herbs in a recipe, subbing in dry herbs is easier and cheaper. That is a fact. If I, if you have fresh herbs, that's great. Use them. If you right. do not. They, I think if you're going to, you might not want to cook with fresh herbs. So if you're going to accompany them with a salad or something like that, or put them on top of your finished product, yeah. whether it's pasta, if it's fresh basil or whatever, that seems to pop a little bit better than cooking it down. But right. either way. Well, they're saying if you're cooking, I, I'm with you. I, I always use dry ones. If yeah. I have, but the only fresh herbs we traditionally have is basil and cilantro. Mint sometimes. I, but if I have fresh mint... It's because there's a there's a recipe that we plan on making. Like basil and cilantro are pretty well on hand all the time, but otherwise, like I don't have fresh. If I have fresh mint to my house, it's the summertime and it's for cocktails. It's right. definitely exactly. definitely Mojitos. summertime. Again, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, these are uh, ten cooking rules that people always ignore. Uh, unsalted butter and recipe. Some people just use salted butter all the time. We only have unsalted butter, but but. If we had salted butter and said unsalted, is, guess, it, is it typical? Is butter. that typical of like restaurant kitchens? Is it mostly unsalted? And did you add the salt? It's most right because okay. they're cooking right. professionally for you. But sure. again, when you're at home, I always get like, salted. I didn't know. You're just gonna grab the butter you got. I I don't. I'm know. with you. Like I've had. I'm not positive. I could, if, if I just can you tell that big of a difference between salted and unsalted? No, unless you literally take your hand and you're like eating butter like you guys would eat peanut yeah. butter, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but once you start cooking it. I mean, look, m- maybe in some deep baking world, it really, really matters. But, like, man, you're not even going to know. Especially the way you eat it. Yeah. You know, like, you have melted butter in a cup, right? You're, you're, you have shrimp that are covered in salt. <laughs> right. Day. You're not going to know. The salt's already right. there. Right. Or if I'm using butter in a pan, I'm cooking eggs or something in the morning. It's like fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one, I'm going to guarantee almost everybody I know is guilty of it. Uh, don't eat uncooked cookie dough. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Or lick Sorry. a batter from a cake mix, or I don't know, the raw eggs. That, we get it. That's also a risk. don't don't put raw eggs in the best Caesar salad you ever have has a right. raw egg in it. Oh yeah, I mean I brought, well, that, that's the irony of it. They'll say like, hey man, you don't want the raw cookie dough. And actually, apparently, it's not even the eggs. It's something with the flour. Believe it or not. I get it. I just I still eat it. It is. It, it's it's exactly. I mean, right. like, it, it's, it is yeah. the flour. We'll yeah. take the risk with yeah. it. Yeah. And people, right? I mean, listen. I mean, I remember going and staying at my friend's sorority house, like. Those girls were just straight up eating tubes of, of cookie mm-hmm. dough. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're 1920, so they didn't care. But, like, right, like, there's a whole generation of people that would be dead. Yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> always right. like, that it, bad it, for it you. It can't be real. That is a misnomer that I've always thought of. always thought it was the eggs. And it's not the eggs. And it's not the eggs. It's, it's, it's the flour. It's, it's the flour yeah. that's got the crap in it. Got to watch out for bad flour. You do. Well, it has to be cooked. Maybe they didn't sift it. They probably didn't no, sift it. they yeah. did all the things wrong. Now they're dead. Salted now butter. Dead, yeah. Yeah. 
I watch too many drug shows. Every time I think about somebody sifted something, I'm like, ah, what's he mixing up there? Uh, uh, Making cr- cookies, goddammit. <laughs> right. I'm going to eat another <laughs> meth lab. It's a bakery, uh, sir. Don't cook with wine, tomatoes, or anything acidic in a cast iron pan. Yeah, that's just to protect your pan, man. All right, I, I, I don't have one. Okay, yeah, it's cast iron. You're just putting acid into it. You can kind of right. piece together the rust. It'll start Rust. rusting out and all that. And so you can break the rule. You just ruin your pan. Mm. And granted, it's not like you ruin your pan if you do it once. It's that's, over time, right? I, so, and I'm guessing since this is on the list, people must do this a common amount. And it doesn't, you can't Sure. Ruin pan I mean, look, if that's what time. the recipe says and you're cooking with the, the iron skillet or cast mm-hmm. iron, you're not going to give it much salt. You put it in there. But again, unless you do it every single time you cook, you're not really going to But like anything it. else, look at that Tupperware where you put that spaghetti sauce in there mm-hmm. and you froze it and then you take it out. That's like a good you, point. You can't get the orange out. Like it's, it's going into that metal. And <laughs> Mike yeah, and I would, like, would also like to remind people that you still need to cook. Having a cast iron doesn't make food good. Yeah. That is a, I don't know. A lot of people do think it's like the magic pill. Like, but you're a bad cook. Yeah, like can't you taste the difference? Like, <laughs> tastes like a cooked Brussels sprout, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, people get very, and I get it. There's certain certain people could use them. They're great, but right. a lot of people get very excited. Like, isn't this unbelievable? I use like, them for the char aspect. Yeah, it like, gets hot enough where you can put a char. Right. On. Right. But if right. you don't but know how to if cook, you don't know how to cook. It doesn't right. make oh, yeah. You're yeah, just no, wasting money. Right, and I'm like, exactly. uh, okay. It does not you, teach you. You cooked food in a pan, dude. <laughs> uh, using olive oil while cooking instead of cheaper oils with higher smoke points. What is a cheaper oil with a higher smoke point? Just canola. You can use canola, like peanut oil actually has a higher flash point. That's what they use in a lot of deep fryers. Yeah. I'm not sure in grapeseed, like, uh, I love sesame oil, but I don't cook with it. That doesn't have the lowest flash points ever, and your food tastes like burns. Well, olive oil is great, but right, I think it's, I don't think I cook with it that often. But you, I mean, that's the same. Mm -hmm. People still do. Uh, And then throwing out the whole block of cheese when there's a little mold on it. Some people are like, just cut off the mold. Eat that cheese. Do they say not to? Generally, they say not to. Guilty. But given how cheese is made and how it's cultured and everything, like. What do you think blue cheese is? But <laughs> yeah, it's that's a different like, kind of mold. Yes, it is. That it is. It is. Like, it is a mold, but it ain't that mold. Has anybody in here done it? What's that? Cut off the. Cut uh, off the moldy piece yes, of a hunk of cheese. Absolutely. You get in the middle, man. It's still good. Yeah. Yeah, I had people coming over. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know. I'm cooking. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the radio.com app. Hello, Renee. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 Renee, are you sober or not sober? I am sober. It's golf. My bad. Renee, welcome to the program. <laughs> Have a big dummy. Thank you. Yes, you are very welcome. Renee, our men's room poll, you get to share one. Will it be a toothbrush, a password, underwear, or a sexual partner? Um, I'd say a password. Password I have nothing to hide. Okay. All right, all right. My bad. I know Wait, did you get some wrong? killing Mike now. Yeah, because it's golf. It's not Georgia, it's golf. All right. And it's Juliet as well. For, for Jay, Jay yes. Mm. And apparently, everyone on earth knows this. I do. <laughs> Told you, I lock up when it comes to the phonetic alphabet. I try, but... I, I don't know it. Does I, anybody I re- outside of the military really know it? 
No. I why would you? different versions. Well, they, so this is, they do have different versions. This one is specifically yeah. the NATO phonetic alphabet. Then I know there's another phonetic alphabet, and they differ somewhere. Mm. Okay. All right, there, Renee. Here yeah. is your question. Yes. What do Las Vegas blackjack dealers stand on? Oh. Small stool. <laughs> A mat? No, 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 no. Uh, what? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and spend 16. 17. Oh, damn it. Look, Renee, if it makes you feel any better, about three weeks ago, I'm researching these questions. I see the same thing, and I'm like, small dais? I'm like, oh, Jesus, 17, right? (laughs) What do they stand on? Their morals. No, I'm right. Listen, I did the same. The difference between me and you is I did not do that. Live on radio. I was like, at least I was just at home in my office going, I am an idiot. Like the pit floor? I don't oh, know. I'm supposed to be. I'm calling Big Dummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You've come to the yeah. right place. Thank All right. You. Here's your question. From 1964 to 1975, a man by the name of Art Fleming <laughs> was the original host of what game show? Oh, my goodness. I should know this because um, of my age. Oh. Oh yeah. It's not the the dating game. Nope. It's either gonna be Jeopardy or Price is Right, right? It is one of those two. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Okay. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Who's currently hosting Jeopardy? Is it Ken Jennings or is it uh, Blossom? I can well, never remember. Well, I, I think it's both. Yeah. But like, who's hosting this week? Anyone? Every time I turn it on, it's one of the two of them. Who do you want? Who want? Flip a coin. I think they said they were going to kind of rotate for a year. And I'll be honest. Both of them do a really good job, so I have no particular preference. I'm going to say it's Maya Bialik. Is she hosting it this week? It's a good oh, I know she's hosting the new Celebrity Jeopardy. I saw that. on Sunday night. Right. All right, here's your question. Looney Tunes cartoons were originally created by Warner Brothers as a way to showcase new what? Products, music, technology, or animation? Uh, what was the first one? Did you say music? Products, music, technology, or animation? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say products. That would have been my guess, too. Believe it or not. Music. So all the music you hear, that's why they had the Warner Brothers Orchestra, and they played great stuff. I did not realize they were hoping that it would become popular. Hmm. All right, your question. Sid is the real real first name of which Sesame Street character? Um, You said Sid? Yes. Um, Is it a Muppet or a person? It is one of the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sid. Um, I don't know. Animal? (laughs) Big, big bird? Did you guess Oscar? Yeah. He goes by Oscar. It's Oscar? No, No. it's not Oscar. The Cookie Monster. It is the Cookie Monster. I just thought, but you're right. I don't know. For some reason, I thought maybe Oscar had a different name. Like, there's Snuffle Up against Big Bird. Uh, apparently, you know that? I you know actually a, knew that. Do you know what Big Bird's uh, name is? Uh, yellow, I don't know. 
It's Pecker. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Mr. Pecker. <laughs> Can we just call you Big Bird? The kids are getting uncomfortable. Okay. My name's Sid, but my friends call me Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Like for some reason, I heard the question. It's like, you know this Muppet, but what's his actual Your name? name right? <laughs> I go by ass. I'm in the witness protection program. So I hide in a trash can. Did you know me when I was Sid? <laughs> I will put a bullet in your head if you recognize me as Sid. <laughs> Sesame Street's a little rough. It's not the first street I grew up on. <laughs> you don't want to make me grouchy. Welcome to the hood. You punk. won't like me when I'm grouchy. <laughs> right. Elmo's real name is Philip. Go ahead, call him Philip. <laughs> See what happens. You won't want to tickle you no more. <laughs> you don't want him to tickle you now. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Anyhow, pass the meatballs. <laughs> Just dump them right in the trash can. <laughs> All right, Renee, here's your question. Which composer began to lose his hearing at the age of 26? Um, Van Gogh. Chivosky? Wow, you just... Mozart. Beethoven. Oh, Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Nutcracker, so. Really? I mean, since my childhood, and I've said this a million times, I've been aware of the Nutcracker, probably saw it a thousand times as a child. No idea what the hell it's about. I might rather be tased. <laughs> yes, well, it's, it's a Russian story about a girl that has a dream. <laughs> yeah, and there's a giant rat that fights a Taliban at the end. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. It's real weird. A Russian girl who has a dream. Well, that's a sales pitch right there. You go to Saudi Arabia and fight a rat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, your question. Other than the bald eagle, what is the only other species of eagle found in the United States? Is it the harpy, the white-tailed, the golden, or the crowned eagle? Can you repeat it just one more time real quick? Sorry. Other than the bald eagle, what is the only other species of eagle found in the U.S.? The harpy... The white-tailed, the golden, or the crowned? Uh, let's say the white-tail. Is it golden? Golden. Golden. Oh, my goodness. But don't they call them brown eagles anymore, for the most part? There may have been a brown eagle, because I pulled up yeah. a list of all the different. I think there was a brown eagle, but it's different than the golden. And then there's an eagle, all right? So it's just a list of eagles. It's a, a common buzzard. But it was one, an eagle. Yeah, there's one on the golf course I play. It's like, there's that brown eagle again. Well, golden eagles aren't gold. No, I know. <laughs> You're right. Well, I'll be goddamned. Right. <laughs> How does it stay in the air? I'm rich. It just stands at the top of the flagpole everywhere. All right, your question. Bucharest is the capital of what country? I'm sorry, see the capital name again? Bucharest. I'll give you a hint. Bucharest is the capital of what country? Um, it's my best hint, man. I was just Bella Lugosi for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, Kazakhstan. Wow. No. Romania. Romania. Oh, Romania. Boo. Uh-huh. Boo. Spooky. I didn't understand your accent. <laughs> it is the accent of... What, a Romanian what, what, vampire Romanian. trying what to else? speak in what, English to what, get paid. What else is that? Like somebody from Chicago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's like saying Oprah and people go, Winfrey? Like, no, yes. Oprah Johnson. Of course they mean Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Here's your question. 
What actor played James Bond in the movie Thunderball, which is also my nickname in high school? Uh, played. Say, say it again, Thrill. I'm sorry. <laughs> what actor <coughs> played James Bond in the movie Thunderball? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, oh gosh, what's his bucket? Um, that's close. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, Sean Connery. Oh my god! Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. Hard of a minute to drink a time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve at Thrill Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. Real quick, uh, here's an answer to one of the questions we had for Mike's list he just shared. There's like the old school pictures, all the dudes look tough, they're not smiling, etc., etc. Somebody here says, my wife asked her grandmother why nobody smiled in the old pictures. Because they didn't have teeth. No, because oh, they're soul. No, she said, we didn't have anything to smile about. <laughs> well, and the old, old school pictures, <laughs> too, it was like, they thought the, the flash would take their soul. For real. Yeah, that's why when you look at old photos, fo- nobody smiles. Children, women, men, nobody smiles. Who told them that the flash would steal their soul? <laughs> I don't know. I just because right, whenever you look at like photos from like late eighteen hundred, you're like, how does no, right everyone they looks must miserable? Have smiled at all. some point. I know if you historically just look at pictures, no one was ever happy when photography. Maybe that's why Mona started. Lisa is such a big deal. Who knows? She wouldn't even really smile. That was a smile like mm-hmm. yeah, that was a smirk. Yeah, she was trying. That was a smile you get right before you're in trouble because your wife doesn't <laughs> believe what you're telling her. Uh, today, we chose former United States President George W. Bush. Just yesterday, W. kind of climbed out of retirement, man. He was at an event in Dallas where he gave a speech. And let's face it, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine is obviously top of on the international mind. So I'm going to let you take a listen to what he had to say and see why you think he earned today's shot honors. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Iraq, too. Anyway. uh, Oops. 75. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you can see the video, uh, it like, makes the batteries like, oh, man. Oh. Let's call myself out. Then he just takes his hand and waves the whole thing off. It's all good. Back. Both work, though. Cool. I'm back. My bad. Hey, I love you. It's like, oh. I'm back now. I think everyone cringed with him. Like, oh, Jesus yeah. God. So to Georgia W. <laughs> good to have you back. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on radio.com. Oh, man! Double Flush Production.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 